presented to you by Geek Vibes Nation. I'm your host, Nick Smith, and joining me tonight is Joel Jimenez. What up, Joel? What up, Nick? Oh, nothing much, man. Just uh, excited. We got some uh, got some news that dropped uh, between the extension season continues. We got some um, some uh, some games some games in the near future to discuss. Um, I wanted to, to start it off, though, um, two things. One, um, I just read a tweet from Bill Simmons uh, that Ryan Rosillo is going to be uh, exclusively working come September, exclusively working for the Ringer. Um, yep. So that, I'm, like, super fucking pumped about that, man. Um, his uh, his podcasts with Bill Simmons are great. Like, when they like, – when they, um, we're talking basketball in the off season. That was like the one that I would get most excited for. Like I get that one like once a week and I get all fucking geeked and I'd be at work and I'd fucking play it and like be doing my shit and fucking Ryan Rosillo cracks me up. He's fucking hilarious. Um, so that's super cool. And he's a uh, big college football guy. So, um, I would imagine, um, you know, he'll have a lot uh, going on there as well for the ringer. So congrats to Ryan Rosillo. Um, and really to Bill Simmons for like making this shit work. <laughs> um, like I don't I don't know how much you're having to pay Ryan Rosillo to get him to leave ESPN, um, but like whatever it is, like congrats on uh, on being willing to cough it up. Like so that's uh, that's definitely dope. Um, also, I saw you you shared a bit of news earlier, Joel. Um, so mm-hmm. we we had a, a little bit a little leak. Um, I don't know if it, maybe leak isn't the right word, but um, uh, the, at the Disney shareholders meeting, uh, mm-hmm. that Bob Iger dropped a twelve ninety nine package for Disney yep. Plus, ESPN Plus, Hulu package. Um, yep. It, it, is that about the extent of what we know right now? That's the extent of what we know right now. Uh, that's a pretty good deal for those three packages, in my opinion. So. Uh, I can't complain. If that's, if that, I already have Hulu, and I'm definitely going to get Disney Plus. I never thought I needed ESPN Plus, but I, I guess I could consider it. <laughs> well, my thing is, like, if you – if hopefully that comes with – again, uh, you know, this is kind of yeah. was my thought process for, um, you know, the, the HBO – what is that called again? HBO Plus? Is that what that's called, package? It, HBO, um, yeah, Max. HBO Max, yes. Um, like that, if you can get, if like you get like those nationally televised games with ESPN plus, like, boom, like dope. I'm totally down. Um, uh, you know, the same thing, same thing with the, you know, with the other package, if you get the TNT nationally televised games, like what a great way for the NBA to like, if they do it this way, a great way for the NBA to capitalize, um, on, you know, that, that sort of market, uh, of, you know, cord cutting and all that. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. It'll be something for us to follow, um, it, you know, exactly how uh, those NBA games wrap into these, uh, you know, new streaming service packages um, and, and, you know, how all of that will tie together. So, um, but yeah, really interesting. Excellent. Even if that's not included, still twelve ninety nine. like, that's a pretty good fucking deal. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, so, like, let's just let's just cross our fingers. We get some NBA games in that package as well, and I will definitely yeah, sure. be um, definitely be getting all of that. 
Uh, but all right, let's get into our actual topics. Uh, we're going to kick it off with Draymond Green signed his extension. Uh, he signed a four-year, $100 million extension to uh, remain with the Golden State Warriors. This was the max amount that they could sign him to via an extension. Um, however, this was a lot less money um, than what he uh, could have potentially made on the open market uh, come this off season. Uh, we talk about this a lot, how, you know, it, it would be, you know, we, we talked about it uh, very recently as it pertained to Bradley Beal, how, well, wouldn't make any sense for Beal to sign this extension. Like he can, he can make more money if he just waits. We talked about that with Kyrie Irving when the whole talk about his extension came up. We've talked about it with several players. Um, Draymond Green kind of seems like he's like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, I- I'm just going to fucking get this extension taken care of. He does have a player option on the end. Um, so if he decides that, you know, he does want to um, maybe pull like an Al Horford, um, you know, if-, if he's still very productive at that point and, and say, oh, well, I'm going to opt out and, you know, um, try to get a few more years tacked onto this, maybe at a little less money, um, that's certainly a possibility. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's interesting. I did not expect this, um, but I, I think, you know, ultimately, I do think it makes a lot of sense for both parties. I think it really is a fucking deal for Golden State. Like, they got a fucking hell of a deal um, by getting him to go ahead and sign this extension. Um, you know, just, I mean, for the the bottom line as far as you look at some of the contracts that people are getting around the league and their productivity and the contract that you just got Draymond Green, the extension you just got Green on and his productivity. Now it has dipped as of late. Um, but, you know, Green likes to talk about there's those 82, 82 game guys. And then there's those 16 game guys. Um, and he has always stepped up in the playoffs. He's always been really good. Like come playoff time. Um, his defensive tenacity, uh, his basketball IQ, uh, his, his ability to play make at the four or five spot, um, depending on what kind of lineup you're running. All of these things are invaluable, especially uh, come playoff time. So uh, I'm going to kick it over to you. What are your thoughts on the extension uh, coming from both Draymond Green's point of view and from the Warriors? Uh, good for both. Uh, good deal for the Warriors. I, I take care of your core. I think I mentioned that before when I first supported it. It was like, I think it's important. Uh, that is, that's one of your dudes, you know, just like Steph and Clay, you got to take care of Draymond. Uh, especially now that you lost KB, you don't want to lose, you don't want any sourness. Uh, they did get, you know, D'Angelo Russell and all that. But like, like I said, just take care of your core. I think it's a good move for both sides to take care of this right now. Uh, I saw some report, I forgot exactly what happened, that he'd be the first warrior uh, something in 2020 or 2022. I forget what it was. Maybe it was, I think it was amazing. I know it's something about money. I forgot to look it up. But um, anyway, either way, good for him, you know, because it's not like he doesn't deserve it. He had his off uh, moments last year. He didn't have his best uh, regular season, though, but uh, had a hell of a postseason. So I can't can't fault him. Uh, Definitely uh, earned his money. Yeah, um, and, and like a, there's a, a few things at play here in my mind. Um, one, I think there's two reasons why I could see Green having made this deal. 
um, two like big reasons um, that you know would relate to, I guess, his experiences um, uh, over the last couple of seasons. One, he played through the Kevin Durant impending free agency, and I don't think we as viewers or fans will ever know just how much that probably affected that team. Um, I think it probably um, affected them a whole hell of a lot. Uh, And I think the fact that he went through that and knowing how it – the effect that it did have on those guys and that team, I I think he's probably like, yeah, I'd rather just not do that. (laughs) I'd rather just fucking get this deal done um, because, you know – Steph's already locked up for another three years. Clay just got locked up for mm-hmm. five more years. I'm going to get mm-hmm. locked up for the five more years. We all know that they ain't going to fucking dog Steph. Like, he'll at some point get those extra two years. These guys will be together for the next five years, barring any sort of injuries or anything like that. Um, essentially, like, injuries that would end their career. Like, none of the, I don't think any of these guys are going to get traded. Um, I really don't. I think that, to me, this – this to me shows these are the three guys that they want to be warriors for life. Um, And these are right. And, and what they're going to do aside from that is they want to get, they want to get younger. I think that's part in part why they made the D'Angelo Russell trade. Um, And, you know, Bob Myers has been on record as saying, you know, he wants to basically be the next Spurs. He wants to have a 20 year run of, um, continued excellence, uh, yeah. and you know that's the way the Spurs. This kind of the way the Spurs did it. They, you know, the the biggest thing is y'all got to get better at drafting at like twenty seven, twenty eight, because that's that's mm-hmm. a, had a lot to do with how the Spurs did it. And y'all ain't been y'all's track record has not been good the past like four or five years. Yeah. They're um, picking second rounders and doing shit. With them. <laughs> yeah, they. Well, I mean, like I think just their last few first rounders man like what well, they they took Jordan Poole this year they took um Evans last year mm-hmm. Jacob Evans he, he's yeah. shit um they, he's going to get more playing time this year we'll see uh Damian Jones who they just traded to the Hawks first uh Omar yeah. Spellman he never really got yeah. going um like Jordan it, Bell it, it, I mean they just yeah Jordan Bell he was a late uh second rounder that they uh bought off uh they uh bought the rights to draft him off of Chicago. Um, but, yeah, so that's like in the last three three years, um, four years, like they, they just haven't done very well there. But, um, but like, getting a guy like D'Angelo Russell, it gives them a lot of um, a lot of various ways. If it, if it doesn't work out as far as incorporating him, I think he's got enough clout that he's built up this past season um, to where he's definitely going to have a trade market. Um, so, you know they could continue to get younger in that in that respect, but um, but yeah. So anyway, I I think that that makes sense for Draymond. Um, and then the other thing that I think at least makes some sense is um, I you know we all saw what happened to Boogie Cousins, man. Like Boogie Cousins tore his Achilles, and he didn't get his payday. Um, and so if you're Draymond, like it sucks that you can't. Like, this is the maximum amount of money you can make via an extension. Um, but to go ahead and get your next four years locked up and get that 100 mil, like, guaranteed, um, that makes a lot of sense to go ahead and do that because you're more in the respect 
um, of like a DeMarcus Cousins, like you ain't no KD. If you have like a devastating injury, your payday's gone. So mm-hmm. like by going ahead and locking up that money, he's got that security. Um, and I think that could work to Golden State's benefit by go ahead by going ahead and giving him that amount um that, that max extension. Um as far as keeping him um keeping his eye on the prize. I know a lot of people, you know, usually when we think about like extensions, we think, oh well now he's got his money, you know, he's gonna try harder in a contract here. I don't necessarily see that to be the case with Draymond. I think not having that impending thing hanging over his head, I think that may be more effective for a guy like Draymond. Um, so that, that would be an additional reason why you would do this if you're Golden State. Um, so I can see it, like, working on those margins. My just my one thing that I haven't really heard anybody talk about is, like, how, how much tech money you think Draymond's getting on the hush-hush DL in this deal? <laughs> He's getting such tech money. <laughs> yeah, you know the the fucking Silicon Valley tech money. Like he's yeah. he's gonna have like a fucking app or something that he's like on the fucking ground floor of like in like you know seven eight years, and right. we're just gonna like hear about it in passing. It's like oh yeah, Draymond Green made like you know a uh, hundred and fifty million dollars off this like new fucking technology. It's like yeah, that that was that. That was why he signed like those fucking lesser extensions, like getting that fucking off the court money. That's what like, um, but for real, like I, I feel like he's probably getting something, something a little hush hush money on the side, um, and you know, I mean, I, it doesn't bother me at all. I mean, let's be real, like, KD can say anything he wants about why he went to Golden State, um, to play winning basketball to to be on the right like to, to play basketball the right way the culture everything else like bro you went there because it was Silicon Valley and you could expand your brand <laughs> like um, let's be real and you needed to win championships uh, but you know that, that, like he he definitely expanded his brand and he's definitely made a shit ton more money off the court since joining Golden State Warriors. Um, and he's just going to continue that over in Brooklyn, but, um, but yeah, I definitely think um, that 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 kind of that could be at play here. Um, but hey, good good on them for working it out. Good on Draymond for um, you know not having like an ego about it about like well shit I like so and so's made this amount of money in their career and I'm way better than them. It's like yeah, but like at a certain point you gotta. There's some give and take, and I think Draymond really understands that. Um, so, you know, word word up to him uh, for for getting the big picture. Um, any anything you want to add before we move on? No, no, he knows his role, and uh, he's uh, benefiting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that that's a hundred percent true. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, let's talk a little. Um, Opening day games, we got two of those announced, and then we'll get into the Christmas Day games, which I'm going to give you a minute on them Christmas Day games just so you uh, um, to maybe get a little something <laughs> off your chest. Um, but uh, let's start with the opening day games. Uh, so we got um, the Pelicans versus the Raptors, and then we got the two L.A. teams squaring off um, for our opening day games. 
What do you think about those two games, Joel? All right, so what was the second game? Uh, Pelicans what? The L.A. Raptors? Clippers and the Lakers. Oh, yeah, the first game was uh, Pelicans-Raptors. Oh, first game was Pelicans-Raptors, and second game was Pelicans. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. I got confused. Um, I, I mean, I guess that's the best. That's actually a really good start. Uh, especially the the second game, which is the, the battle of LA, started early, right right from the jump. Everybody wants is going to want to see that. We're hoping everybody's healthy to uh, to start. Uh, not that it means anything in the, in the, in the first game of the year, uh, but right. you know they're going to come out hard, and it's definitely it's a good bragging rights game. You know, whoever gets right. to jump uh, on who, uh, definitely everybody's going to be looking forward to seeing LA versus LA uh, from the get. You know. Obviously, the Raptors, mm-hmm. um, the defending champions, they'll be going up against the talk of the town in Zion Williamson and the new New Age Pelicans. Because I'm not really, they're gonna, they're, I like, I'm gonna like them. I like them already. I like what they've done. They're gonna be a pretty. I hope they're gonna be a decent team because they got some a decent squad around them. Um, they not a lot of shooting, but they do have something. So uh, they're gonna be pretty fun to watch. Hey, they got JJ. And, and so, oh, yeah, they got one. They got one shooter. <laughs> yeah, they got um, one shooter. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, they're definitely going to be fun to watch. I can't wait to see that versus this new Toronto Raptors team without uh, Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. Uh, I do look forward to seeing how they, they manage it. You know, uh, Raptors are going to be interesting because uh, – it's going to be key. I think it'll be a good statement game, even even if it's a Pelicans team that, as young, you still want to come out and, and kind of like show that you're still here. You know, even if you no one really is counting you in at the moment, I think the Raptors have to go out there and show that they're still at least going to be somewhat viable. So it is going to be an interesting game to start. Yeah, I think it's the the right kind of opponent for the Pelicans in that in that yeah. exact respect because it's not. It's a team that obviously they won the title last year, but they're not your average yeah. um, team that won the title. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, so, like, having them come out probably with a ship on their shoulders to be like, yeah, we're still here. Um, so I guess, in, 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 at least in some respects, um, it, it, it's kind of like when, you know, when Tristan Thompson got – like real stupid and was like, "Hey man, we're still the Eastern yeah. Conference champions until yeah. someone proves otherwise." Um, sure, are. Like actually having <laughs> somewhat of an argument in that uh, in that claim, um, right? So yeah, I mean, I, I like it as far as just the just the um, the matchup in in that respect and and some of the um, some of the intriguing uh, parts of everything. Um, and I also like just the matchup of like Zion versus Siakam. Like I think that'll be yeah. fun. I think like seeing those two go against each other. Like I mean, especially because you know Siakam's got all this length and he's strong. Like but he ain't Zion. Yeah. So he's got all the oh, yeah. and Zion's got all the the fucking mass and strength. Um, so seeing those two go up against each other and seeing Zion like immediately have to go up against a guy who's a great two-way player, great young two-way player. Yeah. Um, yeah. That should be fun. That should be a lot of fun. And that's um, so his yeah. team now, you know. That's the Ockham's right. team to, you know, exactly. to run. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, no doubt. 
Uh, and then I'm with you uh, as far as the Lakers Clippers. Um, I almost wonder if this like like they'll run the trifecta like because I think they'll probably get an MLK Day game too, um, and then just one other that's like a really big um, like a really big you know day uh, for the league. I'm not sure what like that fourth day would be as far as you know big NBA days. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean that's um, makes a lot of sense to kick it off. You get early bragging rights throughout the season. You get to brag, you know, all the way up until Christmas time um, when when you square off again. Um, so yeah, I mean that's like it, it's the the kickoff to the season. The bragging rights for the city of Los Angeles, um, you know, are the are the the ultimate teams going to fucking you know make it make the statement. Or, you know, are we going to have a situation where little brother comes in and is like, yeah, this is our fucking city now. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's going to be it's – a, it's a great way to kick off the season. So props to, props to the NBA on that. However, let's talk about the Christmas Day games. And like I said, I'm going to give you a minute to just mourn or scourge uh, – scorn? Uh, yeah, I think is the word I'm looking for. Uh, maybe scourge uh, the, the NBA um, for like not having a Christmas Day game at MSG. Um, what are what are your general thoughts there? I think it's disrespectful. Uh, honestly, uh, I think it's another slap in the face uh, this year. I mean, we have enough of that this fucking year, and you want to go and take away a Christmas game. Uh, so I kind of feel a little slighted and disrespected. Uh, seems to be the trend this uh, this summer. So um, that's how I feel. I, I'm not not a fan about it. Not, I don't like it at all. It is tradition. Uh, I look forward to having our MSG games. Um, so I'm a little bit perturbed uh, and upset about the whole situation. Um, uh, it's a mixed tradition. I, I don't. I don't know what else to say there. It's it, it's it sucks. I'm like it's kind of bullshit. You know. But it is what it is. No one's expecting uh, much of us, so I get it. Uh, no one wants to, I guess, no, no one, I guess, in the office sees much out of us either. So um, even though we've been worse <laughs> and, and been on, and, on during Christmas. So um, whatever. It's fine. Well, they, they, they have other games they plan on viewing that I can't even mention because I'm not even sure who's playing aside from, like, two L.A. teams again. Uh but they didn't even put Brooklyn in the fucking Christmas Day game. I mean, Jesus. Like, so I'm not even sure. They want, was it Boston, Toronto? I forget. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I I feel you. Um, I mean, I'm not. I'm obviously not upset about it. Um, you know, I said it in the chat. Like, you know, good. Like, you know, fuck tradition, whatever. Um, like they, you know, they shouldn't be constantly rewarded for, for, um. Just like shitty management, you know, because I mean that's that's what it all boils down to. Obviously, has nothing to like. Fucking Knicks have some of the fucking best fans of any team of any sport. Like that, that goes without saying. Um, so it does suck, I, and I I feel for you on that end. Like they're like it's just like one thing after another for you guys. Um, mm-hmm. But there is a part of me that's like good. Like I don't I don't I don't necessarily want to have to have like the Knicks play on Christmas Day every fucking year when, you know, it's probably going to be, you know, a fucking shit show of a game because um, they're going to get their asses kicked. Um, however, 
that being said, my my where I will kind of like, and we'll talk about this a, a little more when we get you know when we discuss these games overall. Um, my my, I, I feel like if you if you're given Zion like if you let's be let's be real here. The only reason the Pelicans are on Christmas Day is because of Zion. Like why not just yeah. have the Pelicans play the Knicks? Like, why not have Zion go to fucking MSG? Like, I like. don't get me wrong. I know the fucking Pelicans would probably win that game. But, like, do you want storylines on the Christmas Day games? Like, Zion, MSG, fucking Christmas Day, noon. Like, that's a fucking storyline. Zion, mm-hmm. his first game against his old teammate, like, in the regular season. Like, that's a fucking storyline. Um, and that's. Like, come on, that's not a game that, like, the Knicks couldn't win. Um, you know, like, right. I think they tried to give the Knicks a, a game last year with the Bucks that was like, all right, right. maybe they'll be competitive because no one knew the Bucks were going to be, like, taking fucking leaps and bounds and being a 60-win team. Um, right. I kind of view, like, the Pelicans kind of make sense out of all of these teams that would potentially play the Knicks this year. That kind of makes a lot of sense to me, you know? Yeah. I mean the Bucks. Uh, that was the team we, um, especially last year. I think we did beat them one game. Um, we played them well for the most part. That Christmas game we were in it in the first half, uh, and it's just you know second half fell apart. Uh, it just wasn't a good year. The team that was the biggest problem with the Knicks was they they had good games just could never finish, especially in the first half. And so they realized you know it was just tank, and that's what they did. The hey whole man, that's the tenets of a good season. tanking team, my friend. <laughs> you want close games, you can't finish. finish. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of those this year, especially in the beginning of the year. I'm like, Jesus Christ, couldn't finish any of those games. We were in so many of them. And then we just went into tank mode and like, oh, stop getting close. Uh, but, yeah, this year is just different. Like, I don't know how this season is going to play out. I, I really think if everything works out, we could make a run at the playoffs. But, you know, I, I mean, these young guys have to play well uh, for that to happen. So and then we have now I think we have enough vets to complement that young squad, but the young squad has to step up. So I mean I really hope we can prove everybody wrong, but we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think you you and Juwan are crazy to think y'all are going to make the playoffs. However, oh, crazy. I, however, um, you know I've been I've been going back and forth on how how like. Um, like standings, like where where I think the standings will, will finish out at the end of the season, um, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of my my Hawks uh, compadres aren't gonna like this, but I think the Knicks will probably finish. Maybe I'm not I'm not 100 percent on this yet. I'm it's still in flux, but I think the Knicks could finish with a better record than the Hawks. I think a lot of people are like super high on the Hawks and aren't paying attention yeah. to the margins. Um, they like, like the young guys, you know. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah, and I love the young guys, but, like, losing Dwayne Dedman, losing Kent Bazemore, losing Torian Prince, replacing yeah. Torian Prince with two rookies. Um, yeah. You know, Not like, and you look at that bench. Our, our bench mm-hmm. is, like, um, it's like the island of misfit toys, man. <laughs> like, it's like in a vacuum. <laughs> sure, like, these players aren't just... bad. Like, it's just it's all a bunch <laughs> of just... overpaid dudes who, like, are, have questionable, <laughs> like, have difficult time fitting together. Like, the reason yeah, Evan yeah. Turner had a pretty decent season last year is because they finally figured out how to use him. 
use him as like this yeah, yeah. point forward yeah. where he plays point guard on offense yeah. and the three on defense, and you put two shooters yeah. around him in the backcourt. And, and that's it's, what he's going to do again in Atlanta. That's what he should do. I yeah. I hope so, but like DeAndre Bembry is not a shooter. Like he's he's a yeah. great young like <laughs> defensive minded dude, and he's he's like the first guy that I want to see off the bench. But if Evan Turner is like playing essentially the point guard position. And then you got him, and then you got Cam Reddish. It's like, bro, like, everyone keeps saying, like, Cam Reddish is going to be so much better in the NBA because there's going to be all this spacing. Not if he's playing with Evan Turner and DeAndre Bembry, man. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to be shit for spacing. So, yeah. um, so I, I don't know. I think, there's, I, think, I think there's a lot of question marks there. I think all these young guys – I love all these young guys. I think they're all going yeah. um, to, like, get better. I think, you know, Trey obviously showed – um, showed his merit, in oh, yeah. second, you know, a second half of last season in particular, um, and pretty much just like after the first six weeks, John Collins like great. Um, I think Herter is going to be the one that takes the biggest stride this year from like from where he ended last year because he was the lowest on that that group of three. Um, right. But all that stuff on the margins, you know, uh, it's it's a little scary. But anyway, I digress. Um, I, I don't need to start rambling about hawk stuff. Um, so, yeah, I I I feel you there. Um, I don't think the Knicks are going to be as bad as maybe a lot of people think they are. Um, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they'll be right there I, with the Bulls. Um, you know, as far as too. yeah, no, and I I even said on one of the pods I did with Juwan, I think the Bulls will be the the um um uh the Sacramento Kings of this season, like. I think oh, they, really? yeah, I do. I think they'll finish. I like they ha- they'll fight for that eighth seed. Um, granted, it's in the East, so it's not you don't have to win as many games to get that eighth seed. Um, but like you know, I mean, I I liked a lot of the moves the Bulls made, you know, and I I think Smart. some of the young guys could pop off, and um, I really like them getting Otto Porter last year. I think that was a really good get. He's obviously overpaid. Yeah, um, but he's I really like that. Great. I was- he yeah, he's just well. a great dude to. Yeah, he's a great dude to have on like pretty much any team. He fits in with like any team, like three and D wing, like incarnate. Like he's the definition of it. Um, so he just fits Smart. anywhere. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see, and we'll we'll obviously have an episode of that before the season starts. But all right, let's talk about these games. Uh, so we got Celt- uh, Celtics versus Raptors, Bucks versus Sixers. Clippers versus Lakers, Nuggets versus Pelicans, Warriors versus Rockets. Um, I'll say this. I I really don't like two things here. One, I, I am, in in retrospect, um, I, I am still uh, appreciative that, you know, we don't have to have the Knicks on this list. So I know we defer there. Um but I also – I'm not, like, a huge fan of, like, well, we have to get the teams that were in the finals last year on this list. Like, no, not really. Like, I mean, right. I, I don't think you do. Um, honestly, I would just fucking – the only Eastern Conference game I would have is Bucks versus Sixers, and all my other matchups would be Western Conference um, because, mm-hmm. like, it, I mean, it, it, why not, you know? Like, um, mm-hmm. so – uh, that I mean, that's where the bulk of the talent is this year. The the only two contenders, like legit contenders in the East, are the Bucks and the Sixers. 
um, barring any sort of trades or anything. Like that's those are your two at like actual contenders. Um, I I think not having Utah uh, on on this list of games is, is pretty pretty big slap in the face for the Jazz. Yep. Like with all the moves they've made in the off season. Um, yeah. I, I said you know when Juwan and I did our you know like predictions podcast for for Christmas Day games or like, I guess more so like what we would want to see. Um, right. I mean, I would, I would love to see a fucking Rockets jazz game, uh, on Christmas day. Yeah. Like, but that would, that would be just good. be so dope. Like it, that, that would have way more relevance than the Rockets play in the Warriors. Like it, like, I mean, KD's mm-hmm. not there anymore, so you don't have the Russ and KD thing. Um, like that was the only reason that Russ and, and, and the the Thunder like had a like chip on their shoulder. It wasn't ever really a rivalry because they always got beat, but like you know had this chip on their shoulder against the Warriors. And why it was such a big thing was the KD Russ angle. That's not there anymore. Um, and like Clay's not going to be back by then. So what's the fucking point? You know, <laughs> like I yeah. just um, I I think having them square off against Utah, Utah who has not been able to get past um, the Rockets these last two seasons, and then having Russ added into that mix with obviously, you know, him having that uh, incident in Utah with the fan and everything, and then also Utah beating them um, not this past season but the season before in the first round. Um, I think that adds a lot of dynamics. To me, that's the biggest um, that's the biggest, uh, I guess, misfire, if you will, on my part is, like, I don't, I don't care how it had to happen. Like, if you had to drop the Pelicans and then put the Nuggets versus the Warriors and then you could get Jazz versus Rockets, like, that'd mm-hmm. be fine with me. Um, but like, it, it to me, I guess, I guess what I'm getting at is, it feels like they like kind of went one foot in, one foot out as far as the whole, like, tradition of the thing. Like, I like the fact that they're like, all right, like, we're not going to we're not gonna just pick the Knicks every year just for the sake of having a game at MSG. But if you're going to do that, mm-hmm. then fucking go all in with it and just give us the best fucking matchups with all the storylines and everything. And they didn't. Like, and it's like, all right, yeah. well, if you're not going to do that, then, like, and you want to have Zion, then let Zion go play at MSG. Like, it's kind of they, – they didn't go far enough for me is, I guess, what I'm getting at. Um, but what are your thoughts on these games? What like, – we'll, we'll keep this simple so we don't have to go through every single game. Um, what game are you most looking forward to? Um, and I'll run them off again real quick. Um, and then what game um, – or, or, or maybe not even game, but what team other than your Knicks do you feel like kind of got shysted um, out of getting a Christmas Day game? So the games, again – uh, Celtics, Raptors. No one's gonna care about that except Luke. Um, Bucks, Sixers, That's what I'm saying. Clippers. Ain't nobody give a fuck about right. <laughs> Clippers, <laughs> Lakers, uh, Nuggets, Pelicans, Warriors, Rockets. Uh, so we'll start with that. What, what, which game excites you most out of these? Uh, the game. That, none of them really stand out except seeing the Lakers, Clippers round two. You know, because like, I guess I'm not sure when they play each other again after that. Uh, if this is the second time. Uh, then this, this will be really cool. Like, you'll see, like, now who get, do you get to claim? Again, it's a bragging rights thing. So, like, we don't know where they're right. going to be at in the season. So, you're like, all right, hold up. they're both playing well. And it's like, 
neck and neck. This could be like a tiebreaker. You know, you never know. I think that's why that right. game is always going to be the more intriguing. It's definitely the most eye-opening, like the eye-popping uh, game of that Christmas schedule. Um, sure. Bucks Sixers, I think, stands out too because obviously those are the two best teams in the East. It's almost as similar to the, the LA uh, uh, scenario I was talking about. You never know where both teams are in, in the rankings, and uh, I think it'd be a, a good bragging rights game too. It's like one of those things, like, all right, who's really the king of the East now? Because uh, I, I right. expect either one or one of those two to be that, unless the Toronto completely surprises us all. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I do, I do see not. Toronto and Boston. Uh, fighting it out like they're a tier below, um, but I don't know. That's probably the game that least excites me. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe um, I, I just it's, I'm not I'm not super high on the Raptors this season, and uh, I do think that the Celtics will be better this year. But I, I just I need to see them to be a little more excited, I guess. Um, Warriors Rockets would it's, I think it'll be good. I, I I'd be more excited if I know for sure Clay would be back by then. If not, I'd be a little less excited. Uh, I agree. Yeah, he ain't gonna be back by Christmas. Versus, right. So I do believe the Jazz would have probably been a better choice there. That that I can't wait to see one of those games. The Jazz Rockets is right. fun. Um, Nuggets Pelicans. It just doesn't excite me. Uh, Nuggets are going to be good, no doubt. Pelicans, uh, I I do expect them to be good, so it might be a really good game, like no doubt. I but it just at the moment this doesn't excite me too much. Um, but I have no doubt it'll probably be a very good game. I'm not sure how the Pelicans are going to be. I think definitely by the by Christmas they will know uh, how good the Pelicans are. So that that'll get some, I guess a statement game for at least the Pelicans, and I expect the Nuggets to be somewhere up top in the West anyway. Um, but yeah, I do. I'm, 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 again, I'm, I'd rather rather I could. I don't. I'm looking at this schedule. I'm like, you couldn't fit the next somewhere in there. I'm just kind of. It's just stupid. I'm just upset. <laughs> you fit somewhere. You fit them somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, you could either fit them against the Pels or and just drop both Especially the Celtics the and the Raptors. Or if you if you really want to keep the you know the two teams that were that made the championship last year, you could just drop the Celtics. Like. Uh, Again, like, I I am higher on the Celtics this season, uh, more so than most, Um, Mm -hmm. but let's be real. They're going to be, you know, a a middle-of-the-pack team. They ain't going to be, you know. So there's there's no reason why you would have to have them on Christmas Day. It's not like last season. Last season, you definitely had to have them uh, on a Christmas Day game. Um, this season, not right. as much. Um, no point. So, yeah, I mean, that would have been good too. Uh, you're right. That's another one that got me. See what, like, what I would have really liked to have seen if, like, if it was just me and I, I got carte blanche. I got to create it. Whatever. I like Buck Sixers is good. That's just fine. Um, Clippers Lakers just fine. After that though, um, like, give me the Rockets versus Utah. Um, give me uh, the Warriors versus the Blazers or the Nuggets versus the Blazers. Um, like, I think both of those would be intriguing because it would either be the Blazers trying to get revenge on the Warriors for just always beating them uh, or the Nuggets trying to get revenge on the Blazers for beating them uh, in, in the semifinals last season. Um, so I think either one of those would be intriguing. And then as far as the last game, like, 
I don't know. I, I don't really care. Um, like, if if the whole travel thing wasn't, like, a big deal, I would say just, just have a rematch of Warriors versus Raptors, but they never want to, like, do that. They don't want to. Although I would argue, I mean, they are doing Houston to Golden State. It ain't like that's a fucking short plane ride. So, um, but uh, but yeah, like there's just a couple matchups I think they could have gotten a little better. That's all. But yeah, all in all, Bucks, Sixers, Clippers, Lakers. Those two games are going to be really fucking awesome. And those are going to be the games. At least I would assume I, I haven't seen an official release of the the times yet. Um, but I would assume that Bucks Sixers is going to be like that three o'clock game. Clippers Lakers is going to be like that five o'clock game. So yeah, like those are going to be the two most watched early. games anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so that's cool. Like, you know, so I don't like. I mean, I'm probably going to watch them all. <laughs> like, just I'm being real. Um, yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not the Warriors and Rockets. Cause I'll probably fall asleep before that game. But um, <laughs> but that's probably the only game I get because. I'll be busy most of the day, so <laughs> well, the last right. game is yeah. game, I guess. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, well, well, yeah, this is, I make it. time for that. Right, right, right. Well, that yeah, that's the difference between being a dad and a husband and not being a dad and a husband. Like, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty much my, – my Christmas day is, like, pretty much locked in on basketball. Like, that's pretty much what I do for Christmas. So, yeah. um, but – uh. But yeah, uh, the, I mean, those, those are the two games that stand out. Everything else, I can just kind of take the lead. Um, just really disappointed we didn't get Utah Houston. Because if we had gotten that, I would have been like, because that probably would have been the fourth game, like in the pecking order, and then it would have just been like boom, 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 like right in the like heart of it, the meat of it would have been like really good. So um, I don't know. I feel like if we're gonna keep it simple, like with tradition and everything. Give me Bucks, Sixers, Clippers, Lakers, Jazz, Rockets. Then you can do like Warriors, Nuggets, or Warriors, Blazers, and then you know open it up with Knicks, Raptors. Yeah, like I, I would have been cooler yeah. with that, honestly. Um, right. But uh, totally. but yeah. Well, what are you gonna do, man? All right, let's move on. No talk about these games. We'll we'll obviously, uh, you know, uh, talk about them a lot more once they happen. Uh, Vince Carter, uh, half man, mm-hmm. half amazing. Um, he uh, resigned with the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, I'm pretty happy about this. Um, uh, I read a report a couple days ago that the uh, the Hawks were um, keeping an open roster spot specifically for him. Um, you know, in, in case he wanted to come back. Um, he, I guess, he did want to come back, or he just didn't find. Um, probably more so he. I'm sure he tried to check out the landscape and see if he could, you know, join a contender with which he could contribute. Because, um, I mean, I think that's a big deal for him. He doesn't want to go, at least from what I, what I read from what he had to say on the issue um, last before last season, um, he, didn't want, he doesn't want to join a team where he's not going to play. <laughs> so, you know, if he goes and joins a contender, he might not play, um, or probably won't right. play. Um, but you know, he'll obviously get some minutes for the Hawks. I'm not sure how many because um, there there is a lot of depth there now, um, and, and it makes the Jabari Parker signing even weirder, which I wasn't a huge fan of to begin with. Um, 
But, uh, you know, Jabari Parker is probably going to be hurt half the season anyway. So um, I'm sure – and, you know, Chandler Parsons as well. So I'm sure Vince will get some minutes throughout the year. Um, but uh, I, all in all, I'm happy. Um, I think it's cool. I really hope that um, at, at some point this season the Hawks can either facilitate a trade – or come trade deadline, if there is a team that, um, you know, potentially is looking to add a guy like Vince Carter, that, like, they could cut him and let him go join um, a contender. Like, um, I really I really would have liked to have seen that last year. I mean, it, it would have made a lot of sense for Toronto to have picked him up um, after making that um, the, those deadline trades, and, you know, their roster was so thin. Um Seemingly, that would have been the time, um, especially just a guy like Vince, who's still um, he's still playing quality, contributing basketball. He shot 39% from three last season, um, was arguably the Hawks' best three-point shooter last year. Um, just as far as like catch and shoot threes, um, like percentage-wise, I mean, he he was up there with you know any of the other guys on that team, um, and just the consummate professional. Um, I, I, I think there is obviously value in that for the Hawks, but I think there's even still some value in that um, for uh, you know uh, teams that are you know legitimately competing for for a title. Um, so we'll see we'll see if that maybe comes to fruition uh, middle of the season or, or come trade deadline or, or shortly thereafter. Um, but just in general, what are your thoughts about Vince resigning with the Hawks? Upset. I'm upset because I wanted Vince Carter on my team. <laughs> uh, I've always loved Vince Carter, so you know how it is. Um, uh, it's a little disappointing. Uh, uh, but it is what it is. We had no room. We signed everybody and their mother uh, and Reggie Bullock on my leg. Uh, but we couldn't find room for Vince Carter. I'm a little perturbed about that. But, um, yeah, I'm good for him. I mean, bro, I think he set a record, right? Twenty second season or some shit like that. Yep. Old as fuck. Yeah, I but read. Still I read away. today. <laughs> I read today he's older than Trey Young's dad by like six months. Oh my god. That's pretty funny. Um, but anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's fucking hysterical. Uh, no, I didn't know that. But Vince Carter is one of the all time greatest. It's one of my favorites. He was my favorite player for a very long time. And I've had to sit here and watch him play for other teams, even the Nets, which hurt, <laughs> which hurt a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, he was still really um, good when he played for the Nets, too. He was really good with the Nets. Uh, yes, I even somewhat liked the Nets, <laughs> like when he was there. <laughs> uh, him and Jason Kidd. I love them both, actually, a lot. It hurt so you much. You sure you want to admit that on the podcast, bro? This shit's forever. Yeah, I'll admit it. <laughs> I did. No, I did. Like the him him and Jason Kidd, they were they were yeah. two of my favorite players. Richard at Jefferson. Time. That was a, ah, that was fuck a fun him. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. You don't like Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> um I did. Uh he he's kinda made it very hard for me to like him a lot a lot recently. Um but um <laughs> Jason Kidd and Vince B C for sure were like one man and like uh, Vince Carter, even like during his Toronto days, and uh, there were definitely moments I didn't like him though because he did eliminate us from the playoffs. <laughs> like, sure. like just when we were 
finally getting in there. Um, but yeah, I love, I've always loved Vince Carter. Uh, this is his final year. Probably get a farewell tour. Unfortunately, he's still. I don't think he ever got a ring, so that's eluded him at this no. point. So yeah, I hope I hope he does. Sucks you know, too, man. Spot. He yeah. he was like, yeah. I for for like a minute, I was like, was he on that team with Dallas? And he like missed it by like a season. Yeah. Like he <laughs> was, was either there that, like yeah. the season <laughs> before they won it or the season after they won it. But like yeah, he wasn't there when yeah. they won. Yeah, uh, sucks. You're right. Uh, he had a decent time with Orlando. Uh, but yeah, I mean he's in his oh look, he's on Atlanta again. He doesn't mind playing on bad teams. He doesn't mind. It doesn't bother. He just wants to play. Uh and I think that's different than what you're seeing with Melo and I feel bad I saw Melo's interview but but there's there's a reason Vince Carter is still playing, you know. Right. Well thing, let's talk you know? about this. That's a good you okay. just you just queued up that transition beautifully. Um okay. so yeah, Melo Melo's trying to get you know, find his place in the league, see if he, there's a team out there for him. Um, he obviously – he wants to win a championship. He don't want to go play for a shitty team. So that that takes out at least 15 teams, right, if not mm-hmm. more. Um, uh, but, you know, like, I mean, if – like, because I'm sure, like, I look at, I look at a guy like Melo, and I'm like, you know who I bet would fucking sign Melo? The fucking Charlotte Hornets. Like, I bet you uh, sign Carmelo Anthony. Like, I don't think Melo has any desire to go play for the Charlotte Hornets in his the final year of his career. And I don't blame him. Like, that's fine. Like, but like that that's the reason, like you were saying, like you alluded to, that's the reason why Vince Carter is on the team right now and Melo's not. Because Vince Carter mm-hmm. ultimately he's not picky as far as where he's playing. Um, and mm-hmm. he knows his role. He yep. is mm-hmm. probably the best version of a superstar turned role player that we've ever had the pleasure of watching, um, and he's still really effective. Um, and he's not even like a, a, like a plus defender. Like I wouldn't call him like a like a liability per se, but he's never been like an elite defender or even like a a really good defender. Um, and that certainly has not gotten better with age. It's just like he does all the stuff on the margins that like like he he makes smart plays. Uh he makes the right reads. He doesn't pound the ball. He is really good at spot up three point shooting. Like all the little things that you kinda want um on your team and there's not like really this circus that follows him because he doesn't say shit like I ain't fucking sacrificing no bench roll, you know? Um, right. And, and that's the thing. That stigma has just kind of kind of kept uh, kept up with Melo. And, like, let's be real here. Um, I Like, so, you know, I said he wants to play for – he wants to win a title. So he wants to play for a contender. Um, right. So he wants that. I would be willing to bet he don't want to go play in, like, Utah. Um, just, I'm just throwing that out there. Not nothing against Utah. No. I'm just saying. Um, right. Uh, so the, there's an there's another caveat, and then the the third would would be like, well, he wants to get his minutes. He wants to get his touches. He still feels like he's got something to prove. He said he'll come off the bench now, but he still would want to be that guy coming off the bench. He'd want to be like the six man type. And it's like, bro, I don't. I just don't know if that is necessarily, like, a good thing for, like, 
any team that's trying to compete for a championship, you know, like right. you would be much more apt at being like a seventh, eighth guy, um, you know, coming off the bench uh, than like a six man type. Um, and, you know, I don't, I just don't know that he wants that role. So it's like, you know, I hear a lot about how like, well, if you look at the NBA in a vacuum, like Melo is better than 60% of the guys in the league. Or you hear something like uh, Mello, this is just the NBA trying to blacklist Mello. Um, like, well, okay, fine. You can throw out, you know, whatever kind of jargon, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But, like, right. let's talk about why he's being blacklisted, if that's the phrase you want to use. It's because of him. It ain't because of the NBA's got some bias against him. Um, it's right. because of Mello. Like, so – um, and it's a shame. Like, I'd love to see him get a shot to win a ring. I would absolutely fucking love it if the Clippers would, you know, bring him on. Um, that's the, kind of one of the few teams that I could actually see working um, until they went ahead and filled out their roster. Um, and you know what? Honestly, like, I, I can't blame them. Like, I mean, would I rather have – Jamichael Green or Carmelo Anthony? Like, I'd much rather have Jamichael Green. He's got more positional versatility. He's better defensively. He knows his role. Um, you know, all of those things that, like, you have concerns, legitimate concerns for when it comes to Melo. And, you know, it, it's just it's, – I, I, don't, I don't foresee a team out there um, that, that is in a position to consider itself a contender. Um, even a dark horse contender that would that would make a whole lot of sense for him. Did, I mean, do you see anybody out there? And what are what are just your overall thoughts on on Mello and um, you know his quest to, to find himself a, a a team? Sad. I'm very sad. But uh, I mean, uh, I like Mello. I mean, I was a big fan of Mello for a long time. Obviously, I'm a Nick fan, so like. Um, he was there for us, you know. He wanted to play for us, so that means a lot right. to us, you know. When someone wants to play for us, um, and not Brooklyn, you know, so shit like that, that means a lot, you know, long term. Um, but we you know we saw the writing on the wall. So did he uh, at some point? Like you know, we needed to move on. He needed to move on, and you know, it wasn't working out. And I never thought it was because he couldn't play. It's just we were in different places. He deserved better. We definitely deserved to go young and rebuild. You know, that, that's legit what we should have done. And that's kind of what we've done. Uh, even though, you know, we found an opportunity to get better quicker, it just didn't work out. We're still going the young path. So it, technically we're still on the same path since we lost him. Uh, he, on right. the other hand, took a smaller role in OKC and definitely took a smaller role in Houston. And it just – just hasn't worked out and we don't know why <laughs> it, it, it's just it, it's weird because i thought you know both places would have been good for him um i really thought houston would have been fine even though i think the issues with him and dan Tony is probably more there than he likes to admit but um i think he could have fit fine in what a smaller role there and they just let him go it seems like really weird and I think he could definitely. I think he is better than a lot of the guys. So like a lot of bench guys out there. But does he? In does a he vacuum. probably himself in a vacuum. Yeah, he is better than I do think he's better than right. a lot of those guys. Problem is, absolutely, he's better than Vince Carter. Like you, you, yeah. you if you yeah. put 
Vince Carter against Carmelo Anthony in a game of one-on-one, Melo would kill him. Like, no doubt. <laughs> like, no doubt in my fucking mind. Melo would destroy right. him. Um, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about a team no, game no. and team concepts and all that. Yep. Right. He hasn't developed those role-playing skills like Vince has. Vince is a spot-up shooter. He right. could be just sit there and spot up and shoot. That's not really Melo, a mellow thing. Melo's more of a uh, he needs rhythm, and he needs to dribble to get that rhythm, and he gets he gets into rhythm, and then he gets in his hot streaks, and takes it takes possessions. And I'm not saying he can't be that, but that's just not what he's done. And he needs. And then when we talk a lesser role, I mean, whatever the coach wants you to do, you do type of role. <laughs> like, right. If you just right. sit there on the bench all year, role like it's just what it is. But it, so you can prove otherwise, and I think he'll prove, he'll get his minutes. It's a matter. Just, first of all, it has to be wherever. So that if you think you're good enough, you'll be there next year too. But as long as we're whatever you're doing, whatever on that whatever team, you, it looks good on you. And I think he is kind of being blackballed. Some people are nervous; they don't really want to. They don't think he'll do it. And at the same time, he's like, "Well, no one's talked to me about it." <laughs> and I guess because I, I don't know, it's weird. Uh, there are plenty of teams he could probably help, but you know, at the end of the day. I don't know. I really hope someone picks him up. But do you? But wait. But do you really? Do you think he could hypothetically, or do you think he would if a team signed him? Like, because those are two different things. Do I think what? Do you think like you said? You definitely think that there's a team he could help. Like, or do, do you mean yeah. that in a hypothetical sense? Like, if he did all the things that make Vince Carter still a, a viable player in, in today's NBA? Like, are you speaking mm-hmm. in, in hypothetical? Um, or are you saying, like, if, if say, the Blazers or, you know, whoever, like, went and signed mm-hmm. him, like, tomorrow, that he would actually, right. like, step in and help that team? Like, do you actually think that he would um, help, uh, like, a team on that level? Like, let's just have the Blazers as, like, like that very distant fringe um, uh, um uh, title contender, if you will. Anything like there or above, uh, all the way up to say the Clippers or the Lakers or whoever. Because um, like I, I don't like, and I don't. It's not. I don't take any joy in saying it. I just don't think he would help any of those teams. Um, I think he could. I just don't think he actually would. I think if he does what he says he wants to do, he can. <laughs> but if he doesn't, sure. obviously he's not going to be helpful. But if he if he does what he says, what he said, he came out and said, then yeah, I think he could be helpful on on a team. It's just a matter of you know doing it. Do and you that's, trust that's him really to do, do that? If you were a GM, uh, would you trust him to do that? That's what I'm getting at. That's a good question. I I don't know. Um, I really don't. Right. Um, I don't and that's, know. And that's, that's, that's a very point. hard. Yeah. That is true. And that's I don't the thing. know. It's like, uh, if you don't know, then I feel like you've already made your decision. Because we're not talking right. about like you, you do the I don't know decisions when it's like a big thing. When it's like we're rolling the dice on this one, but you know I feel like we got to do something. You don't do that for something on the margins. You try to look for more certainty on the margins. Um, like I know that I can go get Noah Vonleh, and I know exactly what he's going to fucking get me. Um, like. You just don't do that with with a guy like Carmelo Anthony. 
You don't say, I'm going to go sign Carmelo Anthony, and, you know, I don't know if he's going to be able to deliver um, in his in, – in being like this eighth or ninth man on my team. He's just – the NBA does not work that way. Um, so, I mean, to me, when you look at the situation, that is in and of itself why he doesn't have a team right now. Yeah, I get it. Uh, and, and that's the problem. And uh, But I still would like to see him get the opportunity. At least one more opportunity mm. to prove himself. Oh, I would too. I, I, I so hope somebody gives it to him. I was thinking, and I know this wouldn't necessarily make you super happy, um, but I was thinking maybe <laughs> the Nets. Oh. Just, I mean, think about it. You, you, this, this, is a, this isn't, let's be real, this is kind of your, your throwaway season. Like, you, you know, we, like when we were talking about the Lakers last year, we were like, we know the Lakers aren't competing for a championship this year. Like, they don't, and like unless they make some blockbuster trade or something, and even then they're going to have depth issues. Like, um, like we knew that, that was, it was going to be a stopgap year in between, you know, LeBron signing and then getting another name in free agency or inevitably what actually happened is making the Anthony Davis trade. Um, but regardless, um, like we knew that we we kind of got the same thing going on in Brooklyn because you, you're not going to have KD probably for this whole season. Um, I think you could maybe use like a secondary scorer like Melo, and he might actually be able to have a bigger role on a team like that than he would some of these other teams. Um, I would still absolutely bring him off the bench, um, but I feel like maybe that's a team. That, that's the team at, at right now where I'm feeling like maybe makes the most sense. I mean, what do you, what do you think about that in a in a vacuum, despite you know your your blind hatred for the Nets? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that helps the Nets is, uh, is on my my list of uh, good ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think there are 29 other teams he can help. We don't need to help Brooklyn more than they've already been helped this season. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, they've uh, they've already had their joy. Let them relish in what they've got. You know, you know. Mello, I mean, well, unless he goes in there and is an agent of chaos, uh, I don't really, I don't care for it. <laughs> well, I, go with havoc, Mello. Go. <laughs> Splinter Cell. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just trying to think of like teams that maybe would, I don't know, make make some amount of sense to me. Um, but Miami, like, you wouldn't fit Miami. You don't think he could help Miami? They're they're hard capped. Like they uh, the same thing with Golden State. Yeah, they made that sign and trade. So like to get Butler. So they're hard capped. They don't have the money. They have like no they room. legit don't have the money. Like when when. When Gabe was like, we don't have the money, it's like, yeah, you do. Like, you could sign him to a vet, man. Like, easy. You could do that tomorrow, Portland. Like, but, like, no, right. Golden State and, and Miami legit are right up against the luxury tax, and they, like, can't. There's no way. They'd have to clear other people off their roster um, in order to do it. So, um, so yeah, no, they, they actually legit couldn't do it. Um Oh, it's time to hear. So, yeah. Schnizzle, schnizzle. Damn it. Uh, so, yeah, I think there are teams, though. I think there is a team out there. I'm not sure what team at this point, but um, 
one of the important things about spot if you can find room there. I think even if it's a team that's not a, a technically a contender, you don't have to go specifically to a contender. You definitely won't get minutes if you go to a contender anyway. You might want to go to a middle round tier team anyway and, and get your feet wet there and then see how you do. My right. Opinion. Like how about Detroit? That That's not a bad spot. That's not a bad spot at all. Um, Detroit would definitely, like you know, sit there all the time. You know, they could have had Melo years ago, you know, from day one. Right. <laughs> Instead of Darko Militage. That has to haunt them. <laughs> like, I like would that. imagine, man. I mean, it's <laughs> funny, though, because, like, really when I think about it, I, not – maybe all things considered, this is kind of a hot take. But, like, uh-huh. yeah, they, they could have had Darko. But like they really should have like and, and Mel is the guy that came next, but they they really should have drafted Dwayne Wade as who they should have drafted. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> like that's who they wish if if they're wishing for things, that's who they wish they would have taken. I agree. They definitely should have. That would have been uh the I mean, if in a, in a perfect world, for sure. I think that was right. Dwayne Wade would have been the key. I mean, man, Detroit was already good. Imagine <laughs> like think about that. That's crazy. <laughs> right. Uh, but no, they went. They well, thought, we the, need a big man, his, even though they had big. And well, yeah, and and the fact that Dwayne Wade, his rise to stardom, it happened like so fast. <laughs> yes, it did. It's like what he won a championship in his third season as the the primary guy on that team, yeah, as the right. number one option on that team. Um, and God, like I think it's so funny whenever I get into. Debate with somebody who's trying to say somebody's better than Dwayne Wade. Like, I'm just like, God, you don't even know. <laughs> like you just, yeah. you were not there. You did not watch this yeah. shit. Like I did. It was fucking amazing. Dwayne um, Wade, the Flash. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah man, I remember that but, trade too. And Shaq went over to Miami. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, yeah, everywhere he goes, except for Orlando, Portlando. <laughs> um, <laughs> couldn't do it for the. Prime Shaq yeah. got two championships, though, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so anyway, I I hope there's a team out there for him. But I, I do think there's – I think there's some merit into what you're saying. Like, if he wants to win a ring, like, he hasn't given – he hasn't given GMs enough to look at to to really trust that he's going to do what he says he's going what he wants exactly. to do so mm-hmm. maybe joining a team like a Detroit or even like even a team like a Charlotte like we go out there and try to like <laughs> yeah if he goes to Charlotte somebody should sign his ass afterwards because that was that's like going to hell at this point like why would you go right. to Charlotte like, damn, this, <laughs> like, man, this man must really want to fucking play ball like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly oh <laughs> right oh Lord. Uh, but yeah, like I don't know. I I think I, so. So maybe not a Charlotte, but I, what, what, maybe like a Washington. Maybe Washington and they play with Beal. It's a little better mm-hmm. than Charlotte. Not much, but a little, a little better. Bit. Um, Time and like and and like coach like work like work with Hachimura, man. Like, could you imagine? Like, I I don't know how much I doubt Hachimura has this. Um, yeah, because he, he started the game late, and he was, like, born and raised in Japan and all that. But, like, I'm yeah. sure there's some stuff that, like, Melo could fucking teach him, you know? Um, right, like, no, good things, sure. like, not, not bad habits and stuff, you know? Bad habits, not. Um, teach him all the bad habits first, man. 
Come on. <laughs> <laughs> now forget all that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe there's a, a team like that that could make sense. Um, I do think it's interesting. Did you hear the the report that had the Knicks, you know, been able to sign uh, Kyrie and KD, they would have um, considered bringing Melo back. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did. I did see that, and um, I was. I would have been okay with it, honestly. I'm not gonna lie. I, I would have totally. I would have been totally fine with that because we've got our two guys. Um, if even if it was not Durant, even if it was Durant. Uh, I'd be totally cool with it because at the end of the day, you know, I doubt it'll be Melo's last ride anyway. He, he'll, he'll be welcome out over open arms. Durant's not there to take all those minutes, so it would help. You know, he'd probably get minutes. Right. Uh, I thought of it. Which is why I think nice. Brooklyn kind of makes some sense. I don't like Brooklyn. Just stop bringing them up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, but no, like, I, I even think like. And, and, like, I think it would have made sense to bring him back to the Knicks regardless until they signed, like, four power forwards. And now it's, like, I don't – Jesus, so it's a four it power forwards. Like, it doesn't – Like, these guys can't play on that position. I say I wouldn't say four power forwards. Hey, they're, these guys they're can't four play primary power forwards. Like, I, like they I'm, play not, forward I'm not throwing shade, center. dude. I'm not even throwing shade. I'm just saying, like <laughs> – they have four dudes who play Mello's primary position who are better than Mello. So, like, why would you want to find him now and, and like, take away minutes from Morris or Randall or, you know, Buckley Portis or any of those guys? So that's the point I'm making. I'm not trying to throw shame. Right. Um, I don't know. That's everyone's favorite fucking thing. I'm like, we had no power forwards. We had zero power forwards before we signed those guys. I don't know, man. I think Kevin Knox is, is Kevin Knox is, is pretty much a four in my mind. But uh, I know yeah, well, he can play. He can he can play both, in my opinion. Yeah, right now. Well, I ideally I would I would prefer him at the four. Um, if if I was constructing this roster, um, is all I'm saying. Um, I think he would okay. make more sense there. Um, but um, and yeah, I think RJ makes more line. sense at the three. Um, and I think. Um, you know, you got plenty of dudes to choose from at the two, whether it's Trier or um, Dotson, Dotson or um, yeah, that'd be your guy, I know. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what ends up uh, ends up happening with Melo. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he finds a, a spot. Um, but all right, let's move on. Let's uh, get into our second chapter of our dynamic duos uh, portion or segment. Um, so we, we broke down uh, uh, our first division of dynamic duos. Uh, the teams that – duos that made the cut were that of um, the L.A. Lakers, the L.A. Clippers, um, Golden State. Those three duos made the cut, those obviously being Steph and Clay. Um, mm-hmm. LeBron and AD, uh, Kawhi and Paul George, uh, for the sure. Suns and Kings did not make the cut. Um, so we are moving on to our next division, which will be the Northwest division. So we got Denver, Minnesota, OKC, Portland, and Utah. So mm. let's, let's start it off. 
Denver, who are your two guys out of Denver, Joel? I, I think that's an easy one. I think it's it Murray is. and the Joker. I think that's hands down the, the duo there. A very good young duo to start. Yeah. Um, and a very awesome duo that is are perfectly constructed to play with one another. Um, yeah, for sure. The fact that you have Jamal Murray, who is this kind of combo guard tweener type, um, and probably you wouldn't want to be your your um, your primary half court um, initiator, um, but you pair that guy with a guy like Jokic, who's a great half court initiator um, at the five spot. Um, so they just they work so fucking well together. Um, like talk about like, and I'm not I'm not trying to give Denver like a ton of credit here because it's not like they fucking like planned this out or anything. Um, like I don't think right. when they were taking Nikola Jokic uh, at number 41 overall in the draft, they were like, you know what, this guy's gonna be no, they weren't uh, a perfect fucking <laughs> match. You know, I don't think they were thinking that far ahead. Um, I think they were probably like, well, this guy's probably the best player available. Um, that's crazy. But it ended up that, being, man. It ended up being a match. They got luck. They lucked into those fuckers, like, for real. I mean, they, yeah. they I thought they were going to be decent, but between those two and some of the other guys they ended up with, they're like, how the fuck do they get so lucky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the thing, like, Jamal Murray just kind of slid. I mean, there were several dudes taken above Jamal Murray because um, he yeah. was, like, number seven overall. Um, yeah. I don't remember who all he was, was taken above him, but. Yeah, I forget, too. He was definitely a tweener. Like, they didn't know what he was going to be. He was more of a shooting guard, I think, right. they thought coming out. And he ended up playing right. point guard pretty well for them. And, and that's what he is right now. He's playing point guard. And he's playing really yeah. good at point guard, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, so I, I agree with you. I mean, that's, that's definitely uh, the the two. And there's not even really a third party that's close. Um, probably the closest would be Gary Harris. Maybe. Um, Harris. Just. Just sneaky for me. I mean, I know you could probably put Millsap in there, but sneaky for me would be Grant. After they made that Grant trade, I really, really like Jeremy Grant. Um, but like those, yeah. those two guys are distant, distant third and fourth, um, or maybe fifth, depending on where you put Millsap in that mix. But yeah, definitely uh, Murray and Jokic. All right, Minnesota. Who you got? This one's a little trickier. Yeah, this one's tricky because I, I did have Wiggins and Cat. I know you have Rocco and Cat. Uh, I can't really yeah. argue with Rocco and Cat. Are you going to spoil just... my picks, bro? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to throw that out there because we, we differed. <laughs> uh, and I, I, we don't, and look, I don't disagree with that either. It's just, I just Wiggins to me is higher on their, their totem pole because I don't really, I don't know if Rocco's in their future plans. That's how I looked at it, you know. In terms of like, he shouldn't um, be. He shouldn't be, but I don't know if he's in the future because uh, he's really good, and I think he's a good glue guy. I don't know if he's a star, and I think uh, no, the reason no. Wiggins got drafted was to be a star, and he he hasn't lived sure. up to that. But you know, he still has all the he has all the right tools. Let me doesn't really have the right motor. If you know what I mean? Okay, so before before you tell me who who's obviously Cat's going to be one of them. Cat um, one, yeah, for sure. So yeah. it. You, you, so you're basically, but you're basically picking between Wiggins and between Rocco at this point. Um, but yes. before you do that, yes. do you believe in Point Wiggins 
Uh, I don't know. Because, like, at the tail end of last season, they had some, <laughs> obviously, Teague was kind of banged up. Rose was kind of banged up. They didn't really have much in the way of point guard. Um, and for whatever reason, they just, like, didn't like playing Tyus Jones, which is fucking weird to me because he's, like. Which is weird. Um, I like it. He's pretty good. Uh, yeah. But um, they, yeah. Played, they did play Wiggins a lot at the point guard. And, um, you know, he played uh, better. And, you know, he was even asked about it um, as far as what he thought about playing point guard. <laughs> His fucking answer is fucking hilarious. I don't remember it verbatim. But it was basically like um, he, he said something to the effect that he really liked it because, um, you know, by having the ball in his hand um, and, and playmaking, it kept him engaged. <laughs> and I was like, bro, like, uh-huh. that, that is not uh, what he got the ball in his saying, hand. <laughs> He's basically saying, like, yeah, when I don't have the ball in my hands, I just kind of tune out. Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, that aside, um, you've already paid this man a max contract. If that's what it yeah. takes to keep him engaged, maybe that's what you should do. I'm just going to say agree. that. Like, um, I agree with you. And, and if that can get him mm-hmm. to, like, take less jump shots, like less mid-range jump shots, and and, and be a facilitator, and he, he's, like, happy with that role, um, again – Maybe that's something you know. That's something that that could be interesting. Um, and then furthermore, um, if you're playing him at like essentially the point guard position, um, like, and you don't have to have, it's just going to give you. It's going to give you more height. It's going to give you more um, like better better defensive wingspan. Um, like point guards traditionally aren't good defenders. Uh, you know, anyway. I mean, you obviously have. You know, yeah, right. you obviously have some anomalies. Patrick Beverly, you know, going back like Gary Payton, people like that. But like usually they're not mm-hmm. very good defenders. Um, so I wouldn't worry too much about like his his lack of ability to guard. Uh, but you know, if they keep this team intact, um, you can hide him at various points on the floor because he's got like that height. It's like the same way that the Mavericks. Um, Really did a good job of hiding Luca defensively last year because he he's six foot eight, so it's like you can you can literally put him on a power forward and not not be too scared about it. Wiggins is six foot mm-hmm. seven, like you can do that with him as well. And and Robert Covington is good enough defensively to guard like four different positions. Um, so I I don't know. I want to see it. Like I want to see it for a whole season before I like really chime in. But maybe. Maybe this Ryan Saunders method of of looking outside the box and figuring out how he can fit a roster together with Cat and Wayne. smart. Maybe this is the way yeah. that you do it, and right. this gives you this also kind of maybe gives you the luxury of saying, well, um, we really like what Josh Koji did last year defensively, and uh, we think maybe his shooting can get better and he could take a leap. Um, we obviously like Rocco. Um, he can play a bunch of various positions, um, and you know we want to get Culver some minutes. So if that's right. your roster, like yeah, at least you're putting Stop your most Culver. your your guys with the most upside out on the court anyway. Um, right. I don't know. I, I, what are your thoughts there? Like, 
I've given you a I, lot yeah. of information to chew on here. So I am starting Culver uh, personally. Uh, I think the lineup uh, as of right now, I guess it would be T Culver, Wiggins, uh, Rocco, and and Cat. Right? I think that would be the starting five. Um, I would I put. It would work. I would. I would have T. Honestly, dude, I would have Teague as my backup point guard, and I would, at least for the start of the season, I'd I'd run Wiggins with it, and I would start a Koji. A Koji's just way better defensively <laughs> than Teague. Koji, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I know. I get. I guess that would work uh, if that's what he does. Uh, sure. Uh, but I don't know how long. I don't know if I could trust him as a point guard yet, you know, maybe long term, but right as of right now I'm, I'm going Okogi, and not Okogi um, T for now, and then Okogi off the bench, and maybe Okogi probably long term, obviously, but you know, and I, again, yeah. Cole, I think Colby starts for sure, and it's one of those things where uh, I don't know, Jeff T has his moments he's, he's not as what he used to be but he's still, he's still a really good passer, uh, he's an underrated passer um, I would say that. I wouldn't say he's a really good passer. I would say he's an underrated passer. Yeah, well, I think he puts up more assists than people think, you know. Uh, right. But he definitely, well, he's just, he just, he's just he's getting he older finds, now. He finds little lanes. Like, he's not uber athletic or anything, but um, no. he finds little ways to get people the ball that I, I think gets overlooked by a lot of people. Right. He's definitely a guy that, you know, He's not what he was. He just wasn't. He's not what he used to be, in, in my opinion. Um, but he's still a pretty decent player when he's on. When he's uh, when he's on, unfortunately, he just can't stay healthy. <laughs> not recently, at least. So for me, he does start at least until he doesn't earn that spot. If he, if, he, if if it comes down to it, and coach wants to move Wiggins like permanently as a point guard, that's a whole different look at it. And, if, and look, like you said, he he he, he excelled um, at point guard last year. And maybe that's just because he has the ball in his hands more, and he's just probably more of a point forward, point forward, and that's probably how I'd do it. So he has some backup. I'd still start team for that uh, that reason specifically, is that just in case sure. things don't work out, he can he can definitely play point forward throughout most of the game, and Jeff he can definitely play off the ball if need be. Uh, but so he has a little help, and it's not 100 percent all on his shoulders. At least to start the season. If he, if it works out, then maybe maybe move him full time. But I don't know. We'll see. Sure. Yeah, like, to me, I look at this situation, and I'm like, well, they, it worked in Miami with Winslow. Um, it did. And, like, yeah, cause like when, a... remember, like, when that shit started happening, like, consistently enough yeah. for, like, us to start taking notice, and we were like, yeah. wait, just Winslow's a fucking point guard now? When the fuck did this happen? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and I was in the mouth. Yeah, and that's the same thing that I was saying with Wiggins when I, like, when I, like, kind of heard about this because, like, I'll be honest, I wasn't exactly, like, following the fucking uh, Timberwolves games down the stretch <laughs> of the season, the regular season. Like, yeah, I wasn't, I that wasn't where my focus was. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think it's – and like I said, like, I think Wiggins, he's big enough to where he can guard, like, smaller fours and threes and twos and all that. Um, so, I, I wouldn't – I wouldn't have too much fear as far as him not being able to guard point guards. Like I think a Koji is like six foot four, six foot five, um, and he's mm-hmm. a really good defender. You could put him on the point guard, and Rocco can slide up and play whichever other offensive player on the wing, whether it's two, three, or four, is the best offensive player. And then you just hide Wiggins um, 
on like whoever is the worst, and then Culver is you know an apt enough defender if he can translate his defensive capabilities from college to pro. Um, that like I think you'd be fine. Like I think you'd totally be fine defensively. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. That'll be something interesting to follow. All right, so let's get back off this tangent. So are you going with Covington? Are you going with Wiggins or fuck it? Or you just be like, fuck it, I'm going to roll with Culver. <laughs> Culver's the future, baby. Culver and the cat, baby. Fuck <laughs> 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 me into it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think he's I, maybe not right. I still have Wiggins uh, for the time being. Uh, mainly because I think he's just, they have to use him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it, it right. seems like it's. His value to the franchise, I think, means a little bit more than Roko. Roko overall is a better overall player because he plays both sides. Wiggins just, at the moment, it just means more to that franchise. Yeah, absolutely. I'm still going with Roko because he's my favorite fucking role player. Like, I fucking I love that Role player. That's the like, key, though. But yes, I understand what you're saying. Though. Right. But, like, you know what's funny? And I think we're going to talk about this next episode. Uh, I think Luke's uh-huh. going to be back this Thursday. Um, but like the U- Team USA, we haven't really talked about that yet. Um, I've been kind of saving it. Um, but like, I would just love, I would love like a fucking like Team USA team with like, you know, um, essentially like give me one dude who can like distribute, who's like a really good like like ball handler and distributor, and then just give mm-hmm. me like Danny Green, Robert Covington, PJ Tucker, like. Like, like I, no I, I kind of like this team. Yeah, I like Thaddeus Young being on this team. I like Miles Turner being on this team. Um, it just the thing that sucks about it is it would have been a lot better had like what what pisses me off about it is guys committing and then fucking decommitting from it. Like if you're not gonna follow mm-hmm. through with it, then just don't sign up for it to begin with. Like because right. if they could have had all of these role players who had been playing together like on and off for these summers the past couple seasons, mm-hmm. I think they'd be fine. It's going to be, like, the fact that they don't have um, uh, continuity. But um, but anyway, no, I, 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 I still say to this day, like, you know, people people say, like, man, it sucks that, like, you know, LeBron never had, like, a Hall of Fame coach, even though I think, like, people are just sleeping on Eric Spolstra. Um, he's a fucking great coach. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know how to say that, yeah. Yeah, I, I hear people say it all the fucking time, man. Like, it's usually in the MJ versus LeBron argument. They're like, well, MJ had Phil Jackson. You know, LeBron never had. It's like, dude, expulsion is, like, really fucking good. And Phil Jackson, like, built a legacy, like, after Michael Jordan. Like, when he took over and, like, like coached, like, the Bulls to their first championship, he was a fucking coaching novice. He was, you know, he, he – Hadn't won anything yet, so. But anyway, right. um, uh, but my biggest thing with LeBron is I would have just loved to have seen LeBron with a bunch of fucking awesome role players around him, like they did with Dirk in Dallas. Um, that's my biggest regret. Like I would have fucking loved to have seen like LeBron just operate with like a bunch of these fucking badass role players. I think it would have been fucking awesome. Um, but we'll never see it. Never gonna happen. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I, so I, I'm gonna roll with Roco, um, Roco and Cat, obviously. 
It doesn't matter. His teammate making the fucking cut. Uh, all right, let's move on. Thunder. The Thunder. Hey, look, man. Let me put. Let me put it to you like this. This Thunder team is is, is becoming one of those teams where I'm like, uh, they might be my dark horse next year. That, that that's how much. Ooh, that's how I. I nice. How, how I'm I'm very intrigued by this team. Only thing that's stopping me is I don't trust Chris Paul to stay there all season. <laughs> but. Um, if he does, uh, right now uh, the duo is Chris Paul and Gallinari. You know, I think hands down. Um, so, but I think if this team stays healthy, and um, they can they can probably make some noise. And they're not going to do anything special. They're probably just an eight seed at best. Uh, but I I think they're better than I think people give them credit for because they lost Westbrook and Paul George. And, you know, they were a top-tier or middle-tier team, and now they're probably a lower-tier team, you know. But it's not like Chris Paul's fucking no, nobody. Chris Paul's still a good player. Right. Gallinari had a very good year last year. Um, Steven Adams still Steven Adams. You know, that's three guys right there. You did get Shade Gilgis Alexander. Uh, you can play – who can play right next to fucking uh, Chris Paul, uh, who's a big point guard yeah. in his own right. He could, um, and then you have uh, Andre Robertson coming back, Roberson or whatever coming back. He's a great defender, can't shoot for shit, but definitely could defend. <laughs> so you have another wing defender, um, and uh, and you definitely have a shooter coming off the bench who's a really decent point guard uh, coming off the bench, and then of course Norris as well, who didn't have the best year, but did decide to come back. So I mean they must have told him something, um, and they just got rid of Patrick Patterson. Goodbye, Patrick. Uh, enjoy LA, uh, and. Um, <laughs> That's really that's really where things start to look a little weary, and like the rest of the roster after they're like seven deep, <laughs> and that's kind of where things right. fall off a little bit. But yeah. I, I don't know. The duo is definitely uh, Paul and and Gallinari. But yeah, I'm intrigued. Yeah, those those are the two um, probably the two best players when healthy on their team. They're also unfortunately the two most injury prone players on that team. Yeah. So for sure, <laughs> for sure. So, I you know I don't know I it it's tough man because like I'm like wondering like what if like Chris Paul just doesn't play like right then who would you pick? That'd be weird. I who mean I, I don't think if it's, he... couldn't play if if it Chris be, Paul couldn't would play it be or Shea? doesn't play yeah he doesn't it play yeah yeah I think so too. Yeah, yeah Shay, I think for sure. Uh, I think Shay's uh, the future regardless. Whether it's CP3 there. Oh, yeah. It's Shay, but, but oh, right yeah, now, I'm you got to – Yeah, so, but um, right now, one healthy CP3 is better. But Shay, I think, oh, is yeah. a long run. Fuck yeah. You know, it's, it's definitely yeah, yeah, Shay yeah, and sure. whoever they end up bringing there with him in the future. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I I definitely got CP3 and Gala um, as well. I do think um, – I do think they should just like work together with Chris Paul and just like manage his minutes and like yeah. rest him regularly <laughs> next season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You literally have three point guards. There's no reason to fucking play him big minutes, but like keep him fresh, keep him right. You know, so like so when it, if and when a trade presents itself, or like and and this is of course under the assumption that they are not able to find a trade for him before the start of the season, which Seems right. like if they were going to be able to, they would have already done by now. I agree um, with that. Yeah. But like, so if you're if you're not like, 
Like, don't play him more than 25 minutes a game. Don't play him back-to-backs. Like, give him significant rest. But keep him fresh. Um, and I, honestly, if I'm Chris Paul, I'm, like, totally cool with that. Like, I'm not trying to go out there and, like, really fucking, like, you know, compete with this team, um, like, day in, day out or whatever, um, if you will. Uh, but, I mean, there does need to be, like, a somewhat of a symbiotic relationship there. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I don't think it would be a good idea for – um, them to just want to sit him out or him to just want to sit out, I don't think that would be beneficial to either party. Um, so um, let's let's hope they figure that out. Um, but yeah, it's going to be tough. It'll be interesting. I don't I don't necessarily like Paul and Shea playing next to each other. It, they definitely can. It's not that they can't. Um, I just I think I they will prefer. <laughs> I think they will too. I don't get me wrong. I think they will too. I think, and I think Ferguson will be playing the three um, in that, in, like to start uh, the season. You know what? I forgot about Ferguson. Um, I, I've not been impressed with Ferguson. I need, to, I need to see more. Well, he's been fine. I mean, he hasn't been great, but he's know. he is a six foot seven wing know. who can hit threes athletic. at a reasonable clip. Athletic yeah. can play a little defense. Like he's not a bad defender. He's a, he's a reasonably good defender. Um, yeah. like he's not, he's not great. He's nothing stand out, but he's a solid role player. Um, yeah. and like, and you don't have much going on at the three. You don't have much depth. I mean, assuming Gallo is going to play four. Nothing. You right. got Robertson yeah, yeah, and then you got Abdel Nader. <laughs> like, let's uh, be real here. Who played well for like them last year somehow. They have decent way. Like, I like, first. I like Hamadou Diallo and I like, uh, Burton had sure. some stretches where he looked okay, but. They're not consistent. Yeah. They're young and un- inconsistent. That's that's really been the problem with them. Right. Um, and I think out of any of those young guys, I think Ferguson's kind of their best in that wing position. Um, they're most consistent anyway. Um, so, yeah, um, I just hope they can figure out a way to move Chris Ball or, like, just t- turn down your player option, Chris Ball, and, like, let him cut you. Like, and then go get go fucking try to win a championship, and then try to make up that forty million dollars over the course of the next two seasons. You know, like I don't think that's unreasonable for either side, honestly. Right, um, for sure. But uh, but anyway, I, I'm with you. Um, it's definitely CP3 and Gala. All right, um, next up, Portland. Um, this one's pretty easy, but I'll, I'll let you go. Portland, well, I think it's definitely going to be um, what's his name? No, it's obviously going to be Dame <laughs> and uh, CJ. Uh, yeah, Dame yeah, and CJ sure. are the dynamic duo of uh, Portland. They're the very, they're probably the shortest duo in, <laughs> in the league, but they're fucking <laughs> deadly. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah. they'll definitely be a force to be reckoned with. They're definitely a force to be reckoned with no matter what. Um, I counted them out last year. I, I admit that. I regret that. <laughs> and uh, but I'm very uh, I'm very happy to say that uh, they're really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, I think I had them like seventh or eighth seed, and they ended up being like what third. So um, yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I even I slept on them a little bit, but yeah, I'm not doing that this year. A lot of I, people are saying yeah. like, got them in that in that, like, fringe playoff spot, and I'm, I'm just like, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Have y'all not learned your fucking lesson, bro? Like, you Don't know they're going to the be really good. Not during the regular season. season. Right. right. They're going to be good. <laughs> they're going to be fine. Yeah. Um, my question, though, it's obviously Damon CJ, but just for posterity's sake, so we can um, have a little bit of a conversation here. Um, who's their yeah. third best player this season? Uh, obviously, Nurkic mm-hmm. is hurt. Mm-hmm. So, not including Nurkic. Nurkic is hurt. Who's, who's their third yeah. best player? Nurkic is is it Whiteside? It statistically, it's every, Whiteside's one of the best players in the league. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, his his, uh, his defensive plus minus is off the charts. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, it's crazy. Uh, it Whiteside, really is though. It's high. like legit super high. He was like second last year in defensive plus minus, which again is just yeah. why that's a stupid fucking stat. But go ahead. Right. No, it's it's fucking ridiculous because uh, Hassan Whiteside. I mean, in terms of rebounds and points and blocks, and you, you think this dude's one of the most dominant players in the league, he's not. <laughs> like, no, nope. uh, he's not. He has his moments, uh, but he, he's he's definitely not. Uh, he definitely puts up numbers. He's a numbers guy, uh, and I do like him. Uh, I was very impressed with his, his most of his time in Miami, and he fell out of favor. I think he was a good was, pickup for them. I don't necessarily like him, but I think he was a good pickup for them. Because, bro, he came from the fucking G League. He was a second-round pick, like fucking DeAndre Jordan, and he was a, a reclamation sure. project. And they molded him into the player he is today. Uh, but, he, I mean, you know, and he took some money. I mean, he was a good know. pickup for the Blazers, but he was obviously a good pickup for the Heat. At, he, yeah, but he was a good pickup for the Heat at the time, too. But, um, yeah, yeah. but I, I just mean, like, that trade made sense to me on paper for the Blazers. Like, mm-hmm. It, no, it, it did suck giving up Mo Harkless, but like you needed, they needed somebody to basically be a Nurkic type um, for the start of the did. season. Um, yeah, Nurkic had a I mean, low key really good season last year, like yeah, really he did. good season. So, uh, yeah. and I don't think a lot of people noticed that, but he he had a great season. Uh, and then he got oh, fucking yeah. hurt. That sucks, man. Sucks a lot of ass. Yeah, but Hassan Whiteside uh, can definitely at least in terms of numbers, you're not losing much. Uh, but right, you know, I, I guess technically he's your third best player. Um, who? I mean, Kent Bazemore, uh, Rodney Hood. Okay, Rodney Hood. Is, you can make an argument for Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood had good moments last year. You could year. make he's an kind argument. Of stepping up. Especially if you're just looking at like his playoff performance last right, year. Right, right. He, he had some. He argument. had some spurts. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you can make an argument. They really need to trade for Gallo, man. Like, they really just need to trade for Gallo. Like, <laughs> yeah, he'd be really good. Because he would there. be fucking perfect yeah. on that team. They need it. They don't have a forward. They, like, Not a real power forward. forward. No, they, they don't, no, fuck power forward. They don't have a real forward. Rodney Hood's a shooting guard, man. He's six foot eight, but he's skinny. Um, Kent Bazemore is, is like he can play small forward. I'm not saying he can't. He's just not like yeah, both guys he's can not play a legit small forward. Small yeah. forward. Jim Bazemore can play no, small forward, small. but he's not a small forward. Um, yeah. He's like five. He's a little bigger. Hazonia's yeah, not really not a real sure small forward either. He's same thing with yeah, Rodney. He's, he's too skinny. Um, uh, they don't like Jake Lehman anymore. Point guard too. Was we kind of a know. real forward. Um, uh-huh. Their best um, actual Lake, well, Lehman, right yeah, now. Lehman's gone. Yeah, yeah, um, he's in Minnesota. Tolliver. Uh, Anthony Tolliver is their I best like legit Tolliver. forward. I do too. I mean, like, probably, that's bad, and that's your best. That's your best legit forward is Anthony Tolliver. Uh, that's pretty sad. You know, I think they'll probably end up starting. Uh, what's his name? Um, Zach Collins. 
that Collins will probably start at power forward, but I don't know. Probably. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They need to trade. They got plenty of fucking guard depth. They need to trade for fucking Gallinari. Because, like, if you could trade Bazemore in a first-round pick and get Gallinari, you do that deal in a fucking heartbeat. Because Gallinari can play the three. He can play the four. Um, ideally the four, but he can play the three as well. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, positionally, that's just so much more of a necessity for you than Bazemore. Like, what Bazemore brings. You have Rodney Hood. You don't need Ken Bazemore. Um, so, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe OKC is asking for more than just one first-round pick. from Specifically from the Blazers, because they project to be good for a while, you know. So, maybe a mm-hmm. late first-rounder isn't enough for them. Um, for that deal, but that would also get them like totally out of the luxury tax. Um, that deal, so I don't know. It makes a lot of sense to me, but we'll see. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, definitely Dame and CJ. All right, let's round it out. This is another tough one for me. Um, Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz is tough. This is a damn legit three guys: uh, Rudy right. Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, and Mike Conley. Oh, very tough. I still went Mitchell and Gobert because my comedy's new. I feel you. You know, if it wasn't right. for the fact that he was brand new to this team, I probably would have my comedy. <laughs> but because and, you yeah. know, Mitchell, and, and this is their team. He's walking into their team. You know, it's not going right. to be Conley's team. That's how I look at it, you know. I agree with you um, as far as why you made your decision, I can't argue that. Personally, I think Conley is still, like, has a year of being better than Mitchell unless Mitchell takes, like, a step. Like, and he very well could. Like, he mm-hmm. very, very well could. Um, but I think, if anything, he had a slight regression last year. Um, Sophomore uh, slump. Or, yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, kind of in the same way that Tatum did. Like, they both of them. They, right, just right. Weren't, they didn't look you know, quite as good. I mean, and you can make the argument for Simmons too. Like all three of those guys who were the best of their, um, yeah, the best, the best of those, those rookies, uh, the year before, um, like none of them really made strides to get better. Like they all kind of at the best stayed the same or took a slight step back as far as, you know, um, what they were able to achieve, uh, in their rookie season. Um, I just look at a dude like Conley, better shooter, much better shooter than Donovan Mitchell. Um, Donovan Mitchell makes some crazy circus shots, but like just as far as like consistency and and yeah. like lot of shooting, like Conley yeah. is way better. Um, I think Conley is, is equally as good of a defender, though Mitchell is obviously more athletic at this point in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, and just in general, like Mitchell is more athletic than Conley even was at any point in his career. Um, but uh, Conley, like he's just, I think he's just overall a better player right now. Um, now that may not be the case at the end of the season. And I still think ultimately you're probably right. Like you would probably have to go with Mitchell, but just me personally, I would pick Conley. Um, over Mitchell, if I was choosing strictly between those two, I would probably take Gobert over. Um, I would I would probably have to take Gobert as my second guy, um, like just to have that that big and and um, 
you know, if you if 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 it's kind of like what we were saying with the the Sacramento Kings argument. Like you could definitely make an argument for Fox and Heels, um, or Fox and Bagley. So like if if it's a coin flip, then and you have a guy who already fits one mold, I tend to gravitate towards the other guy. So personally, I would go Conley um, and uh, and um, and Gobert, but. Regardless, I mean, I think it's a wash. I mean, I think I think if you're looking at Conley and Mitchell, they're basically on the same level, so it's not a big difference. Um, but uh, but all right, um, how, how are we ranking these? Uh, who, who starts out for you, number five? I'm go Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't. Yeah, he's just, yeah, looking he at it. Have anybody with him. Yeah, Cat is great, and unfortunately, there's a conundrum at the second spot between Wiggins, Rocco, and the new rookie Culver. <laughs> so that's not good. right. <laughs> so you need to figure out who that number two guy is. Solidify it. That's what you right. need. Uh, if you can't solidify yeah. a two, that means you don't have really a dynamic duo. Well, you have a dynamic right. one and a half. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you need to figure that out. Um, and yet again, we can make arguments for three out of the, the two guys for that number two spot. So yeah, because this is a conundrum, definitely number five. Yeah. Uh, for OKC. Yeah. Yes. 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 OKC. Unfortunately for them, CP3 and D and Gallinari are. Uh, because well, I think this might be the first time they ever play together in a weird situation. Uh, they're they're definitely two really good players, and I like them both a lot. Uh, but unfortunately, the the three teams ahead of them are they're they've, they're proven. Yeah, they're just better. Like um, and yeah, yeah. like I mean, we're we're obviously doing this in a vacuum, not uh, not really right. considering injury. If we were considering right. injury, I think you could easily make an argument for Minnesota above them. But because we're not doing that, I mean. You just look at their skill set, the skill set of CP3 when he's healthy right. and Gallo when he's healthy. They're just both really fucking great players when they're healthy. Um, <laughs> exactly. And I think they're both – I think Cat's probably better than both of them. No, definitely better than both of them. But, like, both of those guys are so significantly better as far as um, – as, as far as, like, offensive players than anybody Cat mm-hmm. has to pair with him. Like, I love Rocco, but, like, wait, if you were really, like, pairing up a dynamic duo of, like, Rocco and, and Cat, like, who the fuck's handling the ball? <laughs> like, maybe nobody. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, um, yeah and exactly. the Wiggins just isn't good enough yet. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're together on that one. <laughs> All right, here's where it gets tough, man. Like, so we got Denver, Portland, and Utah. Who do you slot in at three here? Uh, that, this is tough. Uh, really hard. Shit. Um, I'm gonna go. I think the Nuggets, and I don't know why. Ooh. <laughs> I just, wow. It's like one of those things. All I right. don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking. Uh, uh, let's see. I don't know, man. Ah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. I can't that. fault you. I mean, it's tough, man. I don't. I, I, there is no wrong answer here. 
I'll tell you what. Uh, I think because uh, to me, Portland is they're proven. Those two guys, they're ball together. They, they've obviously right. taken their teams to the really high. So uh, in that regard, I can't. I can't. I think that's why I think I have them currently number one. Um, gotcha. But then you, but then you have Denver, who are up and coming. They had a good. They even had a decent postseason together. So there was no argument there. Then you have the Jazz. So that number two spot. So it's really has three. They have three guys. <laughs> you can alternate right. if you really wanted to. Right. So they have depth at their, their number two spot, um, which is the opposite of what Minnesota has. It's not just because they have three options doesn't mean they have depth. That means they have they don't have a choice. <laughs> Different situation. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so shit. Sure. Portland is one for me. Now the question is to who is the two and the three. Uh, between the Jazz and um, the Nuggets. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go. Oh, damn it. I'm going to. Yeah, Nuggets are third. I'm going to go Nuggets are third. I think the Jazz is. I like their, their duo a little bit more. Okay. All right. Um, all right. I'm going to go. Dude, I really like Denver. I just really like Jokic, and I think Murray and him fit so well together. I'm going them number one. So, Whoa! I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. Let's just. I think you I'm should, not. You should apologize. I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at this like where I think they're gonna be this season. Like I'm. I I understand oh. where you're coming from. Where you're like. Dame yeah. and CJ are proven together and all that, but like <laughs> Dame and yeah. CJ, Dame and CJ, I don't think they're necessarily going to get any better together. I'm projecting that Denver is going to get even better than they were last year together. These two guys really? specifically. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. dude. I, I like, dude. Jokic is my like my dark horse for MVP this year. Like, I think he's going to have yeah, a great fucking season. Um, yeah, Joker is no joke. So, <laughs> right, no joke. exactly. Um, so that's going to be my number one. But number two, number two will be Portland. Like just like you said, I mean they're fucking proven. Like these guys are great. And then Utah would be my number three. But like I said, I mean this shit's so fucking close. Like it's so on the margin. Yeah. Like it's it's no joke, man. It's, it's hard. really fucking yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. All right. Nobody well, stands out but, <laughs> of, the, of the three. Right. Teams. Right. Exactly. Um. So with that being said. I think as far as who's going to advance to the second round of this um, this uh, uh, dynamic duos segment, um, I, I would say all three of these top teams have to. Would yeah, you agree? I was just about to say that. Yeah, so all three, the top three, should definitely go again, uh, like last uh, like last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so that that brings us to six teams that have advanced. To the the next round. I'm not. A, I don't even know. I haven't charted out. I don't even know how many teams we're gonna have in the next round of this. So we'll figure out how we're yeah, gonna we'll, do that. We're gonna wing later. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna wing it. Like uh, that's 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 what we do uh, in these parts. Um, so yeah, we're just, we're just gonna wing it. But we got six as of now. The six being uh, Denver, Utah, Portland, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Warriors. Um, so those Ooh. are six right now. 
next up, we will be talking, uh, I guess, the Northeast divi- or uh, Central East Division, Atlantic. I guess that's what it's called. Well, I guess Atlantic. No, it'll, be, um, it'll be Milwaukee's division. Oh, you want to go right to Central? All right, so we'll move Central, Atlanta. Yeah, because clockwise well, you don't Central. Go and... clockwise. <laughs> I know. Uh, I mean, said. that's true. We can you know do, what? Let's just do Southwest. Do okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. Let's, that's let's, fine with let's finish off the Western Conference and see how many of the West right. go get, um, make it to the next round. Um, okay. Down. Yeah, so Southwest next. We just started off that way. <laughs> All right, so we'll do the Southwest next. Um, so, yeah, we definitely got some intriguing duos in there. Um, definitely uh, super intrigued by um, Houston, of course. Um, and I'll be interested to see how we talk, how we, uh, where, we, where we draw, like, the cutoff. Because I feel like these last two cutoffs have been easy. I feel like San Antonio is going to be a tough one, whether we think they oh, should make the cut yeah. or maybe not make the cut. Yeah, um, so that'll be. I'm very curious. That'll be interesting. Yeah. By the way, I wanted to throw this out. That was gonna be fun. Just before Stop. before we end this show, we got about seven minutes left. I just thought of this. Whoa. Thing. I was, you know, you know me. I'm just sitting at work, fucking around, and you know, I'm like, well, that's not a bad trade idea. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, this one's easy, man. Um, I was, I, there were, I, I was listening to a pod about um, the the Pistons. Um, and, and how, you know, Blake and Andre don't necessarily work together. It was actually a plot about, um, the potential free agents next off season. Um, and mm-hmm. obviously Drummond has a, a, a player option, um, that he could exercise or, or opt out of, um, going into this, this upcoming off season. Um, and so does DeMar DeRozan. And I was thinking like, dude, what about like DeMar DeRozan and Jakob Pertl for, Andre Drummond and um, Sekou Domboya. Like, you, you get a huh. slightly better prospect um, in, in Domboya if you're the um, if you're the Spurs. Um, you have so much fucking like guard and wing depth right now with all the young guys that you have. I mean, yeah. we know Lonnie Walker's coming back. Dejounte Murray's coming back. Derek White is there. They re-signed Rudy Gay. Um, they have Brent Forbes still. Um, they uh, they just uh, brought in Keldon Johnson. So like having a guy who fits more of that like maybe four like kind of your your replacement your future replacement for Aldridge, um, I think makes some sense. And Drummond's still young enough to where you can keep him on a reasonable deal that might be worth it. That might work well. Um, so I mean I think in that sense it kind of makes sense for the Spurs and then like if you're if you're the Pistons um I don't think Blake and Drummond necessarily work the best together um as far as who you want to allocate that much money to on your team but I do think Blake and um uh um DeMar DeRozan would be a pretty solid pairing um as far as like we're sitting here talking about dynamic duos I think that would actually be good. You reunite um, DeMar DeRozan with Dwayne Casey. Um, you have to give up like Boya to do it, but, um, I mean. You get DeRozan. <laughs> yeah, you get DeRozan and you get Jakob Pertl, who's, like, he's fine. Like, he's probably going to be, like, a at the very <laughs> least, he's going to be a solid backup center. 
Um, and for right. this season, he could be your starting center, um, like, to, course, to, yeah. to kick off the season. He'd essentially slot yeah. in to replace. And you'd just be relying on Blake to um, maybe rebound a little <laughs> bit more or whatever. Um, but Blake's yeah. your initiator. Um, and DeRozan can play the three. Um, so you could essentially, um, I, I think you would probably play um, him at the three, Blake at the four. Uh, you'd have Pirtle in there, and then you'd have probably Reggie Davis and uh, Luke Kennard um, to round out your backcourt. I don't know. I, exactly. I think it was a reasonable, a reasonable two-for-two two idea, no picks included. Complicate the matter. No, uh, I don't dislike it. I do. Uh, I'll say that. Uh, That's the highest of praise coming from Joel. When he says, I don't hate it or I don't dislike it, that's probably about the best you're going to get. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, like, um, uh, why, why, I guess, would be the question. But, um, are you going to start for a star, Drummond, go to San Antonio, you get a legit big to compliment LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, I think you just need a wing. I think you need, like, like Dumboy is not ready to play. And if you're Detroit, uh, like, you need a wing. And DeMar DeRozan, he's still, like, to me in that, like, not elite category of wing players, but he's in that no, all-star category. Star. Right, um, he's an all-star. He's definitely, sure. And he's definitely going to pair better with Blake than Drummond does. And, you, you know, you have, like, I would feel confident that I could re-sign him given that we, like, he had got along with Dwayne Casey so well. Um, so I so, feel like I, I have those I got, variables. Here's a small question: uh, Who starts, yeah. Reggie Jackson or Derrick Rose? Ooh, that's tough. I probably start Jackson. Um, only not not that I necessarily think Jackson's better than Rose or anything. I just I would be concerned about Rose um, playing too many minutes. I would want to play All him right. around 25 minutes a game, um, just to, okay. for injury concerns, you know. Right. Um, but right. I mean, I would. I would essentially, like, honestly, regardless of who starts, I'd play them, like, there's 48 minutes in a game, you know, at, at a given position. I'd basically play yeah. them both 24 minutes a game. Like, you get six <laughs> minutes, you get six minutes. You get six minutes, yeah. you get six minutes. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm pretty much going with that as long as they're both healthy. I just uh, remembered uh, Detroit has uh, Thon Maker. So, they have the Thon, Thon Mon there. Uh, yes, yeah, maybe he'd be much. starting center. I'd still start Yucca Pirtle, though. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, honestly, it's one of those, like, uh, I can't really have no choice here. You guys could battle it out. Yeah. In camp. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <One of> those... <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but, all right, that, that's about all I don't the hate it. we got. It, all right. right that, I'll take that. If you don't hate it, like, if you're not, if you're not just immediately like, what the fuck is that shit? Uh, like, um, <laughs> and I can live with that. Uh, like the trade I proposed the other day with the uh, um, the Warriors and the the Wizards. Fuck <laughs> like fuck, you, fuck <laughs> you and Juwan were like fuck that new trade. Fuck that one. <laughs> like all right, my bad. Um, but uh, but anyway, uh, that's gonna that's gonna do it for us tonight. Uh, thank y'all out there for joining us. Uh, please uh, rate and review. We got ourselves our own channel now. Um, so uh, um, give us a, a five star review if you feel so inclined. Um, we would much appreciate it. 
Uh, and we will see all of you, or well, we won't see you, but you'll hear us. Uh, it's, a, it's a weird figure of speech to throw in on a podcast, but I feel like a lot of people do it. But anyway, um, we'll be back uh, Thursday, or I'll be back Thursday with Luke, uh, and we will do uh, some new topics. I think we're going to talk a little Team USA, and, um, the World Cup. So we'll be back then. Uh, until then, peace. Peace.